I'm, I'm trying to incorporate like a scratch and sniff subscription program down the line for the show and hard uh, pass. Oh shit! What? Right. That could be fun. Yeah. It smells like blood again. <laughs> Why do these all oh, smell like oh, blood? I was thinking like when he's talking about a scratch and sniff, sniff subscription, it was going to be like Ode to Hunter. It'd be lavender and juniper. Yeah. I thought That's that he bad. was just going to collect the crust off of our uh, pop filters and be like, this is Breath of Hunter. This is Breath of James. This is Breath of John and Sarah. Mm-hmm. That could be an alternative prize if you pay for that $100 blood tier. <laughs> Just that's that's how we get as as somebody who <laughs> used to sell clothing of myself on the internet, like you can make a fuckload of money. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. Yep. It's very un- it's upsetting. I'm gonna be honest. It's not a good time. Mm-hmm. But buy? if you do that and it makes it work, like you know, my uh, my old band, we had a smoke machine, mm-hmm. like a fog machine, but you can uh, add um, scents to those. So I I developed our own scent for the band. It oh was a mixture God. of like. Uh, grass, dirt, and roses. I wanted it to smell like a graveyard. That's that's adorable. I dig it. Welcome to Plank Bodies, a vampire the masquerade V5 horror and tabletop I and tried. nerd shit. You did. And <laughs> podcast listening experience. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, dun. <laughs> I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by the other hosts. I'm John. I am Sarah. And we got our lore bot. James. Yeah, so uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, Shadows, darkness, the night. You could just say edgelords. <laughs> Fuck, all right. Yeah, this is one of our Patreon episodes. Ba, 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 da, da, da. Kinda. Thanks, guys. Kind of. They chose what we talked about. Yeah. Yep. So we've, we've been doing a thing where patrons get to choose the categories of clans that we throw up onto Twitter as a poll for uh, clan, inter-clan blood sports. And La Sombra came out on top for our second clan deep dive episode. Yeah. It's kind of funny it's La Sombra because we did like La Sombra with the lights on last time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we did Default Mountain Dew and now we're doing Code Red. I don't I know. you said they were Baja. Oh, yeah, they're Baja Blast. Code Red is, uh, is the Ventrue because they're definitely Wait. a red flag. I don't know. The more I, I, I read the clan books this week and I did some reading and it's like as much as I want to like La Sombra, I also just like the most frustrating clan book to read for me so far. But we'll get more into that <laughs> as we go. That's definitely going to come up, especially in the history section. Do, do, they, do they give you the vibes of just blood? blood no. Blood. So not to get too spicy up. Top, but this reminds me of like every time I've made friends with a libertarian where it's like they're cool and you know we both like video games and shooting guns and they're chill and then you get a drink or two in them and they won't shut the fuck up about Rome or Darwinism (laughs) 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 oh no yeah as as much as red flags as Venture are uh, La Sabra is just kind of a sentient red flag of a clan so uh, buckle in everybody it's gonna be fun I mean, let's be real, guys. We have to be fair. All of the clans are red flags. Yeah, they're villains. You're what the fuck this- did Nosferatu do? Look at, I mean, they're sneaky. You can't trust them. Man, if you tell them one thing, they're going to keep that until it's useful. And then you are fucked. Yes. Again, a Jewish allegory that is bad. Oh. I don't know if we brought that up before. <laughs> I don't know if the again there was. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, I have, but that's just because I... I just mean on the show. An asshole. Uh, no, I, in in rereading some stuff from 
you know, because it was the 90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of things were getting written. And then you're looking at now in 2020 eyes and you're like, oh, this is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Aren't Nosferatu very Eastern European? Like, yeah, that's we're not problem. That's it's a, that you know we'll cover that when we do the Nosferatu. It's the Lasamba right now. So. If you yeah. want to learn about Nosferatu, you better fucking vote for them. I know Nos boys, best boys. Yup, they've been on the poll. We're talking about Lasamba. So yeah. Lasamba. Uh, this episode had a lot of resources. The next episode is gonna have even fucking more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mostly pulling from the Chicago by Night source book because that's where the clan first pulled up in V five. Mm-hmm. We also got some stuff from the Lasombra clan book and the revised editions uh, in the previous uh, versions of Vampire and some other supplemental books and some video information from Outstar and the Primogen and Lore by Night and Matthew Dawkins. So mm-hmm. we've done all the research. Yay. So strapping everybody, it gonna get spooky and Catholic. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the major things about uh, clan Lasombra is that for the majority of Vampire, they were the figurehead of the Sabbat mm-hmm. up until that was busted mm-hmm. in the newest edition. But that's kind of what they're known for. They're kind of known as like the figurehead leaders of the Sabbat. Kind yeah. of like the Ventru mirror where they're the Sabbat head like the Ventru are the Camarilla head. Yeah, though the Lasombra as just like a general vibe, because this can change a little bit depending on the individual person, is... Uh, the Lusambra, unlike uh, the Ventru or even the Zamitsi in the Sabbat, they weren't like, I need to be the figurehead and in charge. They're fine with being more like the behi- the power behind the throne. A little bit more You're of a little finger. Tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, except, you know, probably better dressed. You leave Chucky alone. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bredendorf uh, is a treasure. No, no, he is. I'm just saying the character. The Lusambra were a major part of the Sabbat until, you know, V5 info, they've switched into uh, seeking refuge within the Camarilla. Not saying that the Ventura aren't just like, yes, this is hilarious. But they are. Yeah. Uh, the Lasombra are also known to be more of the spearheads of the first Anarch Revolt. A lot of the Lasombra will not shut the fuck up about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also supposed that they were the first among the clans to eat their antediluvian. Big. I have a big if, but we'll also cover that in the history section later. Yeah. Um, And they kind of base a lot of their philosophy on the fact that they were the first to do that. Uh, They're very willing to sacrifice any member of their own clan if it strengthens the clan as a whole. Well, it's... It's not even so much strengthening the clan as a whole, because uh, the Lasombra aren't as like cohesively organized as all of that. They overall have a look at, uh, it's very it's a very grim like Darwinistic kind of view where it's like, look, I am the elite predator person in charge, and the way I prove that is by taking things, because this is mine. But on the flip side, also if they need to save their ass, like. Pretty much no price is too high if it's like, you know, like, yeah, you can take my money and my cars and my house and my ghouls and my sire. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I choose to live. See, the vibe I kind of got from the original clan book was more just like we are only as strong as 
our weakest link. And if you're the weakest link, I'll eat you to be stronger and mm-hmm. strengthen everyone else as well by getting rid of you. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's it's coming from this strange it libertarian, I think, was a good way to go about it, where it's very individualistic, mm-hmm. but everybody is such a strong individual. It causes kind of like a cohesive unit. So is this why am I paying taxes, the clan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, no, also you, collecting taxes. Yeah, you pay taxes to me because I own you and I let you live because you're somewhat useful to me. And if the second you're not, uh, I'm going to eat you and then all your stuff is mine. So in another kind of uh, vibe that I think fits with the La Sombra is Dark Souls. Just that hmm. kind of grim, dark, gothic, like get good attitude. And it's like, oh, well, I'm having trouble with this boss. Why can't I get through it? Da, da, da. And it's just like, yeah, get good at it. Well, and if you don't, you're going to die. It's probably also, you could relate it back to Dark Souls and the fact of like just the rampant deeblery and feeding on. It's just like, why do we keep having problems? Why is the world so fucked up? You keep eating people's souls for power and you never thought that was a problem. No, actually they do. And there's a thing about that we can talk about later in the episode. Okay, yep. There's, there's, they, they did think about this. Oh, okay. It's I really just, interesting, actually. Mr. Dark Souls, and I'm like, oh, poor Gwen. Yeah, but uh, the clan does overall tend to view uh, things like morals and empathy to be uh, a nuisance and something you should probably get rid of because it gets the way of you doing your objective. A tertiary thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you care about the coffee shop lady? Why? She gives me good coffee. Yeah. Why do you care about coffee? That's fair, I guess. How much of uh, all this, like, we are the survivors, we are the predators, blah, 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 comes from their tie with their, like, clan discipline, do you think? And how, like, lethal that can be. Almost completely, yes. We'll get into that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit now. So the, one of the big, like, Oh, this is a cool and slightly different twist on uh, vampire lore for the La Sombra is their tie-in with the Abyss. Mm. So, yeah, it's very Cthulian and basically just being uh, spiritually and mentally tied into this kind of void plane uh, does make them a little colder and a bit more distant and not as keen on dealing with humanity and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that clouds pretty much everything they do. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, you know, when you stare at the void and the void stares back at you and is like, hi, we're friends. Right. And Why you're change like, your perspective? <laughs> and you're like, friend request accepted. And it, yes. Sometimes it is, sometimes not. And there are chunks of the Sabbat that even uh, acknowledge the abyss as a way of Basically tying him into a sense of the divine because it's such a just strange and alien thing there. It's like, well, there's no scientific explanation for this. This has to be proof of God and therefore I am an agent of God. Oh, so it's the concept of the uh, the chaos gods from 40K. Kind of. Yeah, because literally the god emperor was just like, there are no gods. And then, you know, the marines found things that look like gods and they're like, what's that? Explain that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, La Sombra is basically the clan that they are the ones that go bump in the night because they're literally wielding shadows and darkness. It Mm -hmm. is kind of cool. I mean, edgy for sure, but also like, that's neat. Uh And it's it's also what leads them to be 
terrifying to other vampires because, you know, you could just be trying to do your business and fucking some shadow spike will come out of the wall and get you. Right? Yeah. Or some dude will step out from behind you because, again, you're in a room with a shadow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're just like, hi. (laughs) I've tried to reach out to you, but car's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Fuck! Oh god, stake mm. myself. That is not that is not my NPC, but I want to play that character just a sombra car salesman? No, just a scam artist just I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. I think I am not good. taking no for an answer. And another kind of interesting story facet with the sombra is a lot of them tend to be very prideful bordering on to arrogant about not only just their inherent, like, well, obviously I'm the best because look what I can do. Uh, they also tend to have a, a drive towards uh, some sort of like elegance and eloquence. Like Los Ombra tend to dress well, even though they might not have the budget. Like they're going to have a style. You're going to be going, ah, okay. That guy is slick. Cool. Ah, fuck. <laughs> It's like, that guy looks neat. He disappeared into the wall. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Time to leave. Uh, And they also hold a kind of uh, space for respect for people who are able to speak well. Yeah, being able to wield uh, words and persuasion the way, you know, people could wield a sword or shadows is something of note and respect within the clan. Mm Hmm. Hmm. So you don't have to be a dumb brute like I'm just a monster <laughs> and dripping blood and shit. It's like, no, no, no. You can be like well-dressed, well-spoken and be a cold monstrous prick. They don't just You could be a politician. Yeah. Okay. You're like, you're like the um, polite, uncaring, like CEO of a company mm-hmm. who's just like, oh, I can give a great speech in front of the company. Oh, you need time off because your wife died? I'm sorry. We need to finish these accounts first. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just like, look, time is money, and you have a limited amount of it. <laughs> Unlike me. Get it done. Also, forget I said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, other names that Bill Sombra will be referred to in-game often is the Keepers, Magisters, or the Clan of the Night. Clan of the Night. I don't hear that one as often. It was definitely written a lot more in the 90s books, but these days it's like, nah, not so much. See, I it's never heard... It's a little bit cringy nowadays. It's a little cringy. Well, I never heard the... I always just heard Clan of Night. Yeah, Clan mm-hmm. of Night, Clan of the Night. I think Clan of Night sounds better just because it's less syllables. Yeah. It, it sounds a little more romantic, like, oh, I'm a member of the Clan of Night instead of, yeah, I'm a member of the Clan of the Night. <laughs> Oh, it gets it gets sillier later on. Oh, I know. I I, I read I read the. You, I saw four. the book and I was like, you know, you know what's coming. Uh, I got I got all four five head with the black hand on him. Yeah, is that supposed to be Tally on the cover? I don't know. I thought it's. I know it's supposed to be like a shadow on uh, his head. Okay. I think, but because I love Tally, he's great in the stories. Mm. Like. Great character, great NPC. Fucking terrifying. I've been trying to keep him out of y'all's Chicago by Night game just until you get through this chunk arc, and now I'm just like, but it would be fun. <laughs> but uh, speaking of La Sombra, uh, who becomes a La Sombra? Uh, generally, uh, the La Sombra are choosy about who they pick 
to go into their clan. A, not unakin to the venture, but their weeding out process is a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel the need to give a slight warning because of uh, some of the people that Lissandra like to go into are not great. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Just proceeding forward with caution. Uh, mm-hmm. The range of people that they tend to look for will range from like full on sociopaths. It'll be ambitious social climbers, people who are brilliant in whatever field they're in. And they either uh, are a bit too cutthroat or they don't get the acknowledgements that they feel like they are entitled to. Uh, You can also get uh, people that are like persist in a field despite the odds. So like you fail constantly but you're still like pushing through to try and get your goals or, you know, victims and survivors of traumatic events. No, I mean, this is a major Sabat clan we're talking about are largely portrayed as villainous throughout mm-hmm. a lot of the books, like the villain to the villains. They are not picking always the cool, sexy people. They could be, but mm-hmm. you could also have people like that. I've been was listening to the MK Ultra stuff last mm-hmm. podcast, and it's just like, oh yeah, they would definitely take the scientist who like designed like chemical bombs because he's like, well, if we kill them before they kill us, technically I'm saving lives. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or um, yeah, because I've been going through uh, the Behind the Bastards uh, series on Henry Kissinger. I had forgotten that that man uh, started his career by writing a book and an essay being like, no, 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 we should use nuclear weapons tactically in the battlefield. And I'm just like, that's fucking insane. What? We need to do it again. And then all of the media at the time was like, well, we clearly need to have him on the the talk show to talk about uh, the, the, the warhead gap between the Russians. And I'm just like, what the fuck? No. Why? Why? Oh, anywho, sorry, I need to not get myself keyed up. That's fine. <laughs> Tell us how you're really Sarah, you're at 11. Ah! I need you like a seven. I finally woke up. <laughs> the kind of cliff notes of this is that the somber tend to seek out uh, people who are survivors, the cold-hearted, manipulators, pragmatists, and those who excel beyond their peers. Again, makes sense from like a clan that the whole ideal behind their personality is like, I'm the top dog. I'm the best. I'm top. I will. No, I'm top. No, I'm top. Get on the bottom, you basic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) God bless Markiplier. Yeah, who wants to read the quote from the book? Yeah. I'll do it. The ideal Lissomber candidate for most of the clan someone who feels distance from his society and yearns to change or overthrow it, but isn't locked into an overly narrow sense of what must be done. That's from the revised book. Yeah. That, uh, that's something from one of the older books, but there's like hints of that in the, the readout from the Chicago by Night book, and I'm just like, oh, this can get, depending on how spicy you want your game to be, this can get very spicy very quickly. Mm-hmm. And pulling further from uh, the older books, because uh, the the V5 book gave a bit of info and left a lot of stuff in, open to interpretations for players and STs, which is great, and I love that. But the old book does have some notes on the embrace process for Lissambra, which Ooh. I think are interesting and might be worth carrying forward into your games. Okay. Uh, the process itself tends to be very long and drawn out and cruel, 
and I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, the your sire will generally test the childer while they're still human without the childer knowing, usually by ruining that kid's fucking life. So I was reading in the script yeah. here too. And um, example of this could be like gang stalking to an intense degree, just mm-hmm. gang stalking for like five years and seeing how the person goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Or, you know, like they're like, okay, this guy seems like he might be good, a good fit for us. What does he care about the most? I'm going to destroy that. Yeah. And see how they react. Uh, so if they're like an athlete, they're going to try and cripple them or like get a scandal and ruin their career. If they're a scientist, make them lose funding. If they love their family. Take the family, kill the wife, bury the dog, burn the house down, and just see how they react. Does that mean Kratos would have made a good Lasombra? Probably. Uh, But yeah, if uh, if the mortal passes the vibe check, they proceed on to the next step. If they don't, well, hmm. Sorry, bud. I guess you're broken in that alley from now on. Yep. I guess you're homeless now. Sorry, Batman. <laughs> and then they become a Nosferatu. No. <laughs> oh, babies. Uh, no, that's man bat. That, yeah, it's also true. Uh, but yes, uh, at this point, if you have passed the vibe check, the sire will appear and will give you an offer. This can range from they being like, hey, so I destroyed your life. I killed your wife. Uh... But you seem cool. You but you've out? proven yourself worthy. So I can give you immortality and like cool powers if you want. Or it can be like a, hey, isn't that awful that your coworker sabotaged your career? Don't you want to go ape shit? I can help you do that. And just never tell them. Mm. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. Also great for plot. If you're great running that if you're running that uh that uh, childer, and you find out that your sire is the one that killed your family and made your coworkers hate you and got your upstart to fall through. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do what the you... forbidden snack? Right. What are you going to do about it? Right. Because that'll be a hard pass in La Sombra. He'll be kind of happy, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, I live with you forever now. <laughs> yeah. This kind of, uh, this moment kind of reminded me of. Uh, there's Welcome to the Internet from Bo Burnham's Inside. Like halfway through the song, it like slows down tempo. And Bo is like singing to some prospective like zillennial kid just being like, hey, so like the there's all this like promise and future in the world with technology. and We're just going to hand you everything. And then he just like starts slowly manically cackling. And then the tempo kicks back up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just literally that moment. And I'm like, that is fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so fucked. It's like, I give you a little bit of everything all of the time. And I'm just like, ah, no, get out of here. No, bad uncle. No. <laughs> I know, I made it gross. Apathy I'm sorry. tragedy of border is a crime is also good for La Sombra, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we found your soundtrack, La Sombra. <laughs> just put Burnham's inside. Welcome to the internet. You can never use it. <laughs> Fuck. We'll get to that. We'll get to why that's deeply funny. Yes, I got Sarah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this testing also will continue as a La Sombra internally from the clan. Mm-hmm. The The book does give a really interesting breakdown on numbers, and I kind of crunched it down to make it a little easier to wrap our little brains around. So if a singular La Sombra starts with a hundred perspective kind or humans for uh, the process of embrace, 50 to 60 
of that hundred will be deemed unworthy. So that's just like 50 to 60 lives they just shattered and hmm. don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Uh, another five to 10 will not survive the embrace and the initiation process. Hmm. Uh, after five years from the embrace, only 20 to 30 Lissambra will remain. Is that because they just kill them? It's a combination. Well, it's the Lissambra have a penchant for uh, testing yeah. and making sure it's like, hey, if you're going to have power and wield power, you need to be able to maintain that. And buck the fuck up and actually be able to do shit. Hmm. So even if you get turned and you're just like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back to, I got my revenge. I made it through. I've, I've passed the test. I'm going to go start my whatever company again and have a life. Oh, so emotionally stable nope. people. Yeah. Nope. So this is a uh, process that I think will really uh, color a La Sombra character and probably should. And be like, people are like, hey, why are you such an edgy fuck stick? It's like, well... Now, my question here is how many of those 20 to 30 that remain actually know about the 70 to 80 other humans that are just either dead or broken at this point? Like, do they are they actually aware that there are other people going through this or do they? Some may, some may not. Okay, all right. And I didn't know if it was like a Belco experiment situation uh, where the Los Ambers just like, figure it out, kids. Ah, some might, some yeah. might just be like, no, nah, it's like, well, if they know, then like, it's going to ruin the test. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the original, um, clan book, the, if uh, the old clan books kind of follow one character all the way through and there starts with a, um, neonate actually still being tested. And there's a scene, I believe somewhere in the middle east I, don't, I can't remember but they're going through like a big open city market at night oh, I and think it was marrakesh marrakesh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but they have to f- track their um sire in shadow form through a busy city market at night while they're lecturing them about clan history and it's just like all right keep up damn get good yeah. uh, i'm taking you to your initiation if you can make it if you don't get fucked that's intense yeah. Yeah, that's really intense. Uh, yeah, and the same section of the book also said that this testing process will continue. So, like, every 10 to 15 years, that 20 to 30 number is going to get halved and then halved and then halved. So, basically, up until modern times, it's rare to find a Lasombra that's over 100 years old. And if they are, run. Hmm. <laughs> that's the Bottom. best advice. Yeah. Um, and I, we've, I know we've also talked about them a little bit in other... But, like, the ones, the anti-tribute are the ones who don't actually line up with the beliefs of the rest of the clan. I think compared to every other clan, uh, La Sombra is like, no, we will kill them all and burn them. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're not with us, even on, like, a base level, like, we are sending the new guys after you as part of their initiation. Yeah, that's probably, that's mostly changed in V5 because the anti-tribute previously, and because the La Sombra aligned with the spot, so anti-tribute Lasombra spot would be Lasombra that align with the Camarilla or the Anarchs. Yeah. So in previous editions, they were like, "Kill it with fire." Uh, in modern nights, not so much. They may be even trying to buddy up with the people who've been in the Camarilla for hundreds of years at this point, being like, "Hey, sorry about all that stuff we said about you. Uh, <laughs> Want to hang out?" So how does the shit work? Like, do I go up to the prince and say hello? Like. Do I bring a tribute? I've got my, I have my sire in a box. Do I just bring that to Elysium or like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, I don't know what the process is. 
tire in a box. How do, how do I present I just really present? like that. I like that scene. He's just dragging a box behind him into Elysium. People are like, what the fuck is this? He goes, I bring to you my sire, Prince. I'm introducing Prince. myself. <laughs> yeah. I brought tribute. <laughs> and every venture is like, yes, do Bro. it. And I'm like, maybe don't do that. That seems like this might end poorly for you guys. But, you know, I'm also not in charge of your clan. So do what you're going to do, I guess. <laughs> there is There was a fun side note in uh, the, the previous book that I thought was fun is occasionally, very rarely, there will be a Lissombre shovel head. Very rarely, because usually when that happens, they're more of like a burn them quick out shock trooper and they're deemed very unworthy to be a, a official member of the clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just kind of like, yeah, cannon fodder, whatever. Now and again, you get one where an archbishop would be like, oh, you seem neat, pluck. Hmm. So mm-hmm. you might have the odd like, yeah, I, I dug myself out of a hole and ate all of my cousins and then went into battle and now I'm just like super... <laughs> just, I'm jazzed, guys. Hella keyed up. Yeah. Jazzed for murder. Or they might uh, correct really hard in the other way and be like super like pressed and clean and like working really hard to have a presentation because everybody else in the clan knows they came out of a fucking dirty hole. Oh, Patrick mm. Bateman. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Oof. In clan behaviors and socializing, you're the La Sombra are ambitious climbers. I think that that is a uh, given at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing that I think denotes them specifically compared to like the Venture and the Toreador where like the Venture think they, they just exude like, I, I own the throne. I am the throne. I sit here. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then the Toreador would do like, ah, uh, like they do a power behind the throne thing, but they tend to be a little bit more like just moving chess pieces like delicately. And it's more of an artful thing. The Lissamber are just like, no, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really just the power is a ladder speech from Littlefinger and just mm-hmm. like you gotta always be clawing your way like yep. never stop do not if stop if you stop on the ladder you are rung for somebody else yeah that's what I'm, I think you're going that, for literally yes where Ventru can hit a I'm comfy here point and like that's I got, fine yeah I got mine I'm good mm. yeah. again just uh, uh, vamp daddy just Temple of Boom. He's got his. He's got his. He's yeah. He's got his. Got his business. He's got his clubs. He's he, got his chunk of the city. He doesn't need to be the the literal music producer. He's like I am a music producer, mm-hmm. which is fine. And you know he is expanding his business, but it's not a uh, oh Victor Temple, uh, clawing just mean girl. Mm-hmm. I have to have this because I have to have it, and it's mine. I don't know why my brain is stuck on chess right now, but I like to think of um, Ventru. You know, they win by they win in chess by uh, near the end of the uh, the game, flipping the chessboard and saying it was mine anyway. Mm-hmm. Toreador will beat you in a chess game, or you know they'll they'll or, let you win because they want to shag you for secrets later. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then La Sombra, at the start of the chess game, stand up and shoot you. <sighs> I thought you were going to say Lissandra are going to win no matter what <laughs> well, because they're brilliantly mulligan. Just, I there will is, win. There is a fun note about that, and uh, we're just going to flip-flop some of the script. Uh, fun note, apparently Lissandra fucking love chess. <laughs> yeah. They actually... Okay, like, all right. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Uh, it's actually something that uh, if you want to get in good with a Lissandra or you as a Lissandra want to be seen as somebody like worthy of investment or worthy of taking power, get good at fucking chess. Hmm. Because it's... 
Because while the Lissambra are aggressive, it is very much more cloak and dagger, backstab. I'm moving things <clears throat> from behind the scenes, from mm. the shadows, quite literally. So being able to handle the minutia of a chess game and mm. being like, okay, cool, I can move pieces and talk and da, 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 and then get people set up in the right position and then mm. is a very desirable skill for them. Yeah, I would actually say uh, the Ventru are closer to... Uh, I know we're watching it later, but the speech in Pi about the game Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where they're talking about how they, they you make beautiful moves. And, uh, you know, no one really knows the math behind a lot. The intro to a Go game, it's not till the end where the pieces actually start to fall into place and it turns into like a strategic game. Yeah. Where, you know, they're kind of just like, oh, making grand, like fun, like moves whereas uh chess and lasombra are like very deliberate and like yeah. i am moving this into a place of power where venture might just be like oh yes yeah, send them over here and i'm gonna make a scene about this and now the question i have and i know i don't think it would be futzed up by their technology problem do they like speed chess some might yeah, because I'm I mean, like, I can't clocks. tell if they, yeah, exactly. Analog clocks should be fine for them to oh, just yeah. click, click, oh, yeah. click. Well, and that also kind of gleans into uh, a point with the Lissambra is that they're not unified as a clan. Okay. Like, it's not like the Venture where they have a serious hierarchy. Um, they have different factions within the clan that have very distinct ideologies on how they interpret their place in the universe and how they should be wielding their power. Uh, some of the, uh, lists of the factions include the Crusaders who are like the more conservative, like, no, we need to be fighting and preparing for the Antediluvians, da, 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 da. Uh, there's the Black Angels, which are the ones that think that they're powered by Satan and they're doing his work on the world. Uh, and then it's like Fatalist, uh, who just think, I, I'm trying to remember, there's so many dumb, like, not dumb, but there's, like, so many different variations. Uh, there's the mm-hmm. faithful who think that they are cursed by God and they're doing his will on the planet and they're kind of the antithesis of the black angels. Uh, transhumanists, I thought, were fun, where they're trying to get beyond the mortal condition. And I mean, some of them... once they become vampire, they're there. Yeah, well, they're going beyond that, because there's a lot of vampires that, like, cling to their mortal trappings. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And will have mortal reactions to things like flinching and shit like that. Uh, it sounds like she's describing a portion of like galvanization. Kinda, yeah. And they, some of these transhumanists are also really into technology. Yeah, it, it's it it's interesting. It, I think that theme is really big in the Noose V five Sabat book, mm-hmm. where in like some one of the paths it talks about like completely killing everything about yourself is human to be the ultimate predator, but you might also be like. Uh, you know, like she was saying, eschewing like human emotion, caring about other people, but at the same time, you could uh, this uh, transhuman could be like, oh, I'm going towards Gehenna, and I'm going to enlighten myself to the even next step above me, and like thinking or um, that they think that's the next step, or like she said, technology, like oh, maybe to the point where like I can code a computer that thinks so much faster than me that it is a extension of me mm-hmm. because I control that computer. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was I very got confused. kind of confused for a okay. second. 
Which, honestly enough, random thought bringing up galvanization. Uh, Galvatron would probably make a really good Lasabra now that I think about it. <laughs> his whole thing is fighting his boss. He's like, no one's the boss of me. I'm the most powerful. I've got to kill Unicron. Yeah. Uh, but there is a... There You're is... talking about Transformers. Yes. Got it. I was like, what are you what fucking fuck? talking about, are buddy? these vampires? Yeah. <laughs> Vampire well, I mean, robots. If you look into the original Transformers movie, he probably, he'd probably make a fucking... Right, La Sombra. <laughs> Robots can't be vampires. They I'm don't talk- have blood. I'm talk- I will suck uh, your act- transmission fluid. <laughs> they do have blood. It's real fucked up and weird. Mage 5 isn't out yet. Someday we'll talk yeah, about that. We'll get to that point. But there is one uh, organization that kind of will keep all of this somewhat vaguely together, and it's the Amici Nocti. Hmm. Noctis. Uh, was known as Les Amis uh, Noir, also known as the Friends of the Night in English, which I f- don't fucking like that title. We're the Friends of the Night. Friends of the Night. Yee-haw. That sounds that, like that sounds like there's hoods involved. No, I was gonna say that sounds like a like union style like hunter organization, like mm-hmm. in the eighties when all those white dudes came back from like wars and were like, I'm gonna go wear a beret and like police the city streets. They would be called like the Friends of the Night. <laughs> And it does not sound cool in English and French and uh, Italian and German and other languages I've seen this written in. Looks rad. Sounds cool. English fails again. Yeah, English <laughs> English feels like a hall monitor. Yeah. So the, the rough of this is the uh, Amici Noctis is a rough secret, big bunny air quote, secret society within the La Sombra. Generally made up of like elders and those who are deemed worthy to be part of the society. Uh, to kind of regulate intra-clan issues and kind of give just general nudges of like, hey, we should invest in this. We need to move here. Da, 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 da. Uh, this is the group that organized all the stuff for La Sombra getting into the Camarilla. Hmm. Da, 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 da. But it's not a formal structure and it does leave a lot of room open for local independent groups to kind of function. It's mm-hmm. not, it, it's very anarchic in that way. It's kind of the opposite of uh, the board, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like for Venture, the board is like increasing levels of power to where like a top member of the board could reach out to any other city with uh, tower line Venture and be like, "Hey, I need you to do this now," and it would pretty much be done unquestioning. Whereas this group is kind of everyone's kind of doing their own thing for the most part. Yeah, but they can come together and agree to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, the biggest thing that they do is locally is the Courts of Blood, which where the, the Diablo thing kicks in. Uh, the antediluvian for La Sombra looked at the uh, vampire curse of wanting to eat your elders and went, I see this is going to be a problem. What if I create an organization and a method for people in my clan to petition to Diablerize each other and have some fucking sense when they're doing it? So that's what this tradition is. So anybody who is a Lasombra can petition their local Amici Nocti members to be like, hey, I have a grievance against somebody else in the clan. I would like to eat them. And I would basically, yes. And they will have an actual fucking trial. <laughs> and then if trial is, yeah, eat them, homie just has to stand there and be like, all right, man. Here yeah, you go. I guess. Well, I, I huh. think at least for the way that we're describing this, I don't think they'd just be like, yes, just stand there and get eaten. I think there'd be like a bare knuckle boxing oh, thing. And you'd still have this, to like this can range, them. this trial can range from like a few nights to years mm. of deliberation and process. But 
uh, at least the information I got from the old book was most of these uh, cases are deemed to be unworthy of the court's time. And the person who brought up the petition uh, now has to make amends and suffer a punishment for wasting everybody's time. Oh. Uh, there are cases where the uh, the defendant is deemed to have caused enough a grievance to either have to face a punishment or diablery. It's on the table. It is there. That could happen. Hmm. And then there's times where the court goes, actually, the guy who brought the problem was actually the major bitch. You can eat him. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened. I, this <laughs> sounds like... I'm pissed at Greg. Why are you pissed at Greg? Man, remember that like four years ago he smacked that sandwich out of my hand? I'm still kind of pissed about it. Eat him, Greg. G- Greg, have a snack. <laughs> that, uh... Super easy plot hook. Uh, so now that La Sombra are in the Camarilla, a lot of Camarilla are like, A, anti-Diablary, but like some cities don't even allow it in cases of blood hunts. It's like, just mm-hmm. kill them and they're done. Do not eat them. Now imagine um, the local uh, Amite Nocte in a city approve a Diablary in a city where Diablerie is illegal. And now you have all the La Sombra in the city be like, what, this is how we deal. It's our own people. This and is everyone, our culture. And everyone else is like, that's it- fucked up. You can't do that. <laughs> that's like, that could be an entire year's worth of games built around. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's, I, I think it's interesting that the La Sombra skirt this line between like, no, there's ultimate freedom and individualistic power and da da da. But then they have a fucking court system. <laughs> I realize we've never brought this up on the podcast, and it's a big old change that uh, I liked, and it's very interesting for V5 versus Old World. And it's the the fact that Diablery scars go away. Oh, like, yeah. It, yeah in the right. Old World, like, you used to be able to get away with that. Just being like, I came from the 1800s. We ate everyone. Fuck you. These have been on here forever. But now in this one... You can like see it. Like there's a way to detect your crimes. You used to have just a oh no, that's been aspects is great. Yep. I'm well, not saying don't ever not sink points in aspects. If you can do it, fucking do it as a player. It's great. Well, also, um, in the new version, you can kind of because it wanes over time. Mm-hmm. You can almost, if you're good enough at it, you can kind of tell when it happened. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's. I just realized we've never brought that up, which. That used to be when I played old vampires, just be like, yeah, I ate somebody. It was the 1800s. Everybody was doing it. Also, <laughs> like, I can almost guarantee anytime you're walking into Elysium or a powerful group that you're going to have aspects on you, at least at the door, if not the entire evening. Yeah. So there's an aspect. People. Pool. People are going to know if you've been uh, chomping on others. Now, would it be fair to say that if you're in a city that has a few La Sombra and somebody petitions the Court of Blood and a Doblery is deemed to be justified and warranted, and it does happen, let's not act like the La Sombra aren't going to be like, hey, we're going to like take this guy and have him go out of the city for a few years. <laughs> He's going to go do something. And if everybody's like, hey, where's... Fucking Anthony, like, the fuck? This is weird. Like, he's been busy, and they're just like, he's doing work. Oh, he went to visit Prague. Just like, oh, what's happening? Is he coming back? It's like, don't don't worry about it. It's fine. I liked Anthony. Recently, he actually hit us up and said that he kind of likes it there. We think he might stay. (laughs) He's got a cat now. (laughs) He's he's, uh, exploring a business opportunity. And then just do an Irish goodbye and just (laughs) don't say anything. Uh Just go. (laughs) I mean... 
that they could do that, obviously. But also, what if they're trying to make a point of, no, we're going to do what we want with our own people, even in this structure. They might just be like, eat him. All right, go talk to the prince right now. Well, there, yeah, you yeah. could also just be yeah. like, yeah, oh, fuck you. You could no. also, if you wanted to, like, yes, ending that, just go, yeah, go out of Camarilla limits where it's Anarch Town, eat him, come back, then go talk to him. Be like, we didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I mean, that, 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 as <laughs> a plot hook, this look, should be happen, so spicy. Shit happened in Gary. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Remember, don't ever go to Gary. What? No, Gary's fine. No, Gary's no, cool. Fine. Gary's Gary's no, not that bad. Gary. He's an what? asshole. Oh, the the place uh, the the person, Both. not the city. What? Don't disparage Gary. Gary's almost some of the most violent hardcore shows I've ever been to. Yeah, I've been to shows in Gary. Gary's great. That could also, be a positive or a negative. But yeah. <laughs> uh, other fun thing with Lasabra, they fucking love the ocean. Yep. Goddamn love the ocean. The There's end. even a whole faction within the Los Armor called the Corsairs, where they're pirates. You gotta acknowledge. Somehow Gideon makes even more sense. No, I know, that's why when you set when you were setting up, you're like, he's a caitiff, but he's got oblivion powers and he's a pirate. I'm like, honestly, yes. <laughs> we must always acknowledge the inherent eroticism of the sea. That's true. That is true. This the ocean is horny. And full of things. She's thick and she's full of things that are fucking terrifying, which is part of the reason that I think the Lissamber just like being in the water. Mm -hmm. And more than a bit moist. But also, um, there are a lot of, uh, even in Old World and New World, they really like to hint that there is some fucked up oblivion stuff happening under any big body of water and they never really go into detail. So, yeah, uh, pro tip for anybody doing Chicago by night as a, a fellow ST, uh, if your players like to fuck around near the lake, just weaponize the lake. I do it all the time. It's great. Just vaguely ominous. Like, don't stare at it for too long and then just start describing things until people get uncomfortable. <laughs> nothing, oh, okay. uh, nothing more unsettling than to have your vampires walk in by like a city park or something on the uh, edge of the of like the lake and then just... Oh, there's a bunch of La Sombra singing songs to the lake about the lake. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, make a notice <laughs> check and then just be like, if they roll high enough, one of you is just like, you think you might have saw a tentacle. You look back, it's not there. Just one of you here singing. I swear to God. It's in an ancient language you don't understand. Do you go towards it? I swear to God, a goose clapped. <laughs> a goose clapped. So, because of the Lasombra's love of the ocean, uh, there's rumors of very powerful Lasombra just walking around the bottom of the ocean. They just chill there. That's where they How hang out. How do they survive with the pressure? Uh, when you get uh, old enough as an antediluvian, you ain't gotta give a shit. Well, there's also the uh, the powers of the abyss probably fortifying you because mm. you're you know you're one with the shadow and it's fucking dark down there, bro. Right. Uh, there's also the fun of uh, because of their ties to the ocean and piracy and boating. Uh, Lasamba are one of the most well traveled clans. Like parts of their clan traveled out uh, east into Asia and south into Africa in ye wait, super ye oldie times so that when like the colonial shit started happening again they were just like what there's already Lissambra here what the fuck <laughs> how how so yeah having a Lissambra character who's a way more worldly than everybody else in the city makes sense hmm. or like they can just be well traveled they're like I like being on a boat yeah I like going places go noom it's dark and spooky there's no laws on the ocean the implications <laughs> yes 
which, uh, yeah, there uh, may or may not be an antediluvian that regularly walks on the bottom of the ocean. I'm not going to say which one, but uh, that's a secret tool we'll use for later. Yeah. yeah. And also there are reports and rumors that there might be just submarines in the ocean just full of La Sombra. They just live in them. I love this so much. <laughs> I want the jaunty La Sombra submarine just they singing They wouldn't ever have chanties. to worry about like surfacing Mm-mm. other than to get like fuel because they don't have to worry about oxygen. And you know, yeah, if they got blood. a nuclear sub. They never have to surface. Other than like Food. occasionally getting blood. Eh. I think well, that, even then, if they have a just herd, that they just out into there, grab a big fucking fish, bring it back in. You right, you right. <laughs> I'm a sup on a whale, and that's also one of my favorite. You could use that extension of one of my favorite old like World War II rumors of just like nuclear subs of Russians who never returned. Like during the Cold War, they just sent them out, and they're like, "Well, if nuclear war happens, we're going to come back in a hundred years, and we're just going to like." maintain a small group so that Russia can return to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Also in reference to Skipper's comment, are vampire squids just vampires? No, but they could be. Somebody just ghouls a squid. Yeah. Yeah, just a we believe there are vampire squids, but there's no such thing as a vampire squid. It's just a shitload of the sombra. (laughs) Get it. Uh vampire squids are cool though. Yeah they are they're really cool. Uh, so the disciplines for Lissandra, because we've we've talked about what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. they fucking love dominate. They probably will wield it more aggressively than pretty much anybody else. Mm-hmm. There's like you do this, and everybody's just like, that's like almost a masquerade breach. I'm like, eh, did he do the thing? Yeah, just like this this person's don't just walk into traffic. I don't care. I don't know. That is also one of the favorites of the venture, <laughs> though. Like yeah. both of them are just like, but they like to do it do. subtly. Well. Usually. More times than not, a venture will do it because it's a uh, protestation of power as opposed to a Lissambra who will just do it because they're like, it's Tuesday. It's convenient. This is more efficient. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is... go bring that thing over here. That's a masquerade breach. Well, it won't be if he doesn't remember. Hey, walk in front of that truck. Yeah. <laughs> just constant yeah. cloud memory. There's, I, I love the idea of Lissambra that have been in spot for a while and now they have an acclimate to the Camarilla and they're like, to fucking mind wipe everybody all the time. God damn it. I have so much <laughs> shit to do. I can't just be mind wiping everybody all night. I'm busy. I will always bring this up because I believe it is one of the best points that this terrible and amazing show did. Mm. Alphas. If you use mind wipe often, you, on one person, you should start destroying their brain with cancer. I mean, there's... I don't know about cancer. I don't know about but cancer, like, but there is some kind of precedent world of darkness where it's like yeah if you keep mind wiping one person or one ghoul enough it's gonna affect them mm-hmm. in ways where they're gonna be like yeah there's just like chunks of time missing they might just not be able to process memories well anymore mm-hmm. yeah because the character in alphas had the ability to just do dominate to people and she had a person that she did it to rapidly and would mind wipe and they're like why is she having a problem oh you gave her cancer I was going to say, I think that's even like a major point in the Sabbat book where like when they're um, creating shovel heads or like new Sabbat, they'll just be like, all right, mind wipe, mind wipe until they forget who they ever were. So Mm -hmm. that all they know is like the hole Mm -hmm. that they crawled out of and them. Yeah. And you know, when Ultra really was like ran by fucking LaSombra. Yep. Or, you know, like when you're doing that process of weeding out potential mortals for embrace you're just like well 
What if I just keep erasing parts of their brain and just kind of see what happens? It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, potence is the other big one. They just, they're real strong. Do this thing. No? All right, I'll just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You do the thing. Which is, I think, an interesting counterpart between them and the Venture, because the Venture are fortitude. So they're just like, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to rock, I'm going to rock, I'm going to rock. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Knock me off this pedestal, bitch. I am the king! And the uh, Les Sombra are much more of a, uh, I'm gonna go fight it! Yeah. Just like, oh, I, I, I said it nicely once. <laughs> All right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> They're the player in King of the Hill that just, when people come up to the top of the hill, they punch him in the mouth instead yeah. of like trying to push him off the hill or stand yeah. on the ground. All right. <laughs> yeah, sweep the legs, Johnny. <laughs> brother's floating in the air. Oh, no. And then the big one, the one that everybody's excited about, Oblivion. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Obtenebration. They but Obtenebration is really hard to say. So Oblivion. They also yeah. wanted to have less. This is a balancing thing. Because yeah. you don't want to have Obtenebration and then the necromancer powers from mm-hmm. uh, Cappadocian. That's just broken. Yeah, so the Lasombra's thing, as we said earlier, is they're tied into the abyss. So it's not even just like the disciplines, because you can't make a Lasombra that doesn't inherently use Oblivion. Uh-huh. They're still like spiritually tied to it. So, because that's, that's part of where I find them to be really interesting, because they're basically like Lovecraftian characters, because they're mm-hmm. stuck between our plane and this nega plane of uncaring cold forever just entropy uh-huh. yeah and then this discipline lets them to reach out into it and then wield it as a weapon yeah because we'll we'll talk about it more on a future episode that i'm working on uh-huh. but like the abyss that they're connected to is where like ghosts and like potentially like fucked up spirits and demons come from yeah it's not the full like afterlifey place that like Wraith are from it's like either sometimes it's either the space in between or a darker portion of it if I recall correctly it's a specific spear area not that as a whole that's not that's not definitely where you go when you die in World of Darkness not definitely that could be its whole own fucking episode it will though. be its own fucking episode later give us money please um <laughs> wait that's my job fuck you uh but the abyss, uh, canonically, uh, is semi-sentient and can manifest on its own. That's intense. Which is fucking spooky. Mm-hmm. Fucking spooky, my guys. Run with that in your stories, please. It's great. Uh, I'll go into more detail that on part two mm-hmm. of this Lasombra deep dive. But yeah, so abyss and oblivion stuff lets you, you know, weaponize the dark. You can have tendrils. You can have spooky claws. You can grab people and basically like necrote them. So little little idea um, that I had with Gideon. You know how I really he had like a big grudge against Balthazar. Yeah. His plan was to uh, shackle him to a chair mm-hmm. and then ne- use the necrote hands on his head until it just crumbles. Nice. That was his plan. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, side note on the Oblivion. I didn't write it in the script because I'm an idiot. I'm a hack and a fraud. Uh, how dare you? I know. So Obliv- like you know how all the different disciplines are tied into different of the resonances. Yeah. Oblivion is not. It is specifically tied into no resonance. So if you're wanting to get a snack that's going to boost your oblivion, you need to find no resonance, which in humans is difficult Mm -hmm. because generally humans are having some sort of emotion. Mm -hmm. So this is a, uh, you're going to be feeding off of sociopaths. Again, Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Also, you know, there might be uh, people that have 
other mental issues that make it hard for them to process emotions. They might read as no emotions or people who've just gone through a traumatic event and they're still kind of like in an emotional shock. What about someone who's in a vegetative state? I think that could work, but that might definitely be a talk about the people at your game to see if they're chill with that. Cause well, that is yeah. Yeah, that like sounds gross. super, super exploitative. Gross, it's super like... gross and super exploitative. Uh, lore wise. I don't see why not, but that's definitely a, Hey guys, we're going to touch base on this real quick before we uh, run with this in the game. Yeah, does this fuck up anybody's consent sheet? Fair. That and like that gets into a whole nother fuck tangle of thoughts. We talked about it like a little bit on the last mm-hmm. episode, but like, where does human life happen? Do we measure heartbeat or brain waves? Mm-hmm. And right. at what level? Yeah. Like that could get really complicated really quickly. So that is definitely a yeah. case by case basis, let alone a table by table oh, basis. Oh, for sure. Because my other thought would be like, uh, you know, like in the States, we allowed uh, lobotomies up until like the 70s as a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. So certain people that don't have the lobe physically don't have the lobes to process emotions in a way that's normal, like neurotypical yeah. might read might in your game fluff wise register as somebody who has no resonance. Right. Which is also super sad and super fucked up mm-hmm. and maybe run that by your STs and your players before you run that in your game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was just thinking like, yeah, yeah. As, especially as a La Sombra, if you're somewhere and you're like, I want some Oblivion powers, I don't give a fuck. Uh, that person doesn't have a rev- residence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the easiest one would be like, yeah, find somebody who is on their way to be a Ted Bundy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, which I'd like to state for the record, uh, if you are a player and hearing these things and you uh, don't uh, care what your table feels about, please revisit our consent episode. Yes. Please uh, listen <laughs> to it again a few times. I mean, engagement's great, but I believe you missed a message. Yeah. Also, while that's this is a, I think that's a cool idea, and it's really interesting thing to play with at your table. You kind of this is a game. You do have to kind of keep in mind balance, mm-hmm. like. If to boost your clan in clan abilities, you know, someone needs to find a happy person, you shouldn't make it too much harder for a single player to find someone without a resonance because then you're like limiting their ability to grow their yeah. player's abilities. Well, and so while you can make that a focus of the story, I wouldn't make it necessarily functionally more difficult. They may have made it functionally more difficult because of how powerful Oblivion is. That's a potentiality. Yeah, Oblivion's really powerful, and part of the way the La Sombra wielded is if they get certain critical successes or failures, they take stains to their humanity. So it's it's kind of a balancing thing, and how easy or not easy you want to make finding no resonance people, I think might tie more into like the theming of your game. Because if you're running a really dark, like, humans are scum, everything's fucked, da-da-da-da-da, that's the kind of game and vibe you're running, wanting to run. Finding people that have no resonance, I would assume, would be a lot easier. Though, if you're wanting to play a game where there's, like, more hope in the world or more shades of gray, it might be more difficult to find these people, but... I'm not saying... But I agree with you on the, like, don't make it impossible. possible but, you know, it, finding somebody with, like, a discaria of no resonance, I think, is pretty much, like, not a thing. No. <laughs> Unless you find a Ted Bundy or Richard Ramirez or a Hitler. 
which to yes and both points, Hunter's and Sarah's, uh, if you look in the old world setting, they did say that uh, World of Darkness was based on our world, but much worse. I think they still kind of state that. Yeah. Um, that's I that personally though I think just it boils down to your table and will come you'll land somewhere probably even unintentionally just as your game goes on and NPCs happen and um, I was gonna say though maybe if you want if you don't want to make it super challenging for your players to find those people but you also don't want like you said everyone to be like a Richard Ramirez you could also do it where oh you find someone who like have you ever been so focused at work or doing chores around the house that you kind of are just functionally empty. Like you are kind of just like an automaton. Mm. Like I am like doing dishes and I kind of just blanked the last 15 minutes because I was in such a mode of doing this thing that like the emotional side of my brain just kind of turned off. You could do a, you could find someone in a mode like that. Oh, I got a terrible thing. So another option where it's like, it's not, this will be like a light resonance, like enough to get the dice, but no, nothing where this is getting into skidgy territory find a retail worker or a service industry worker i can tell you from personal experience just when i clock in <laughs> when i clock in i just i'm like i literally have to fucking deaden myself to be able to function in the space so i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah go go somewhere like that <laughs> to find something okay so we got the uh the fun of the la sombra bane it is very spicy oh yeah one of the most iconic. Yeah. It is. Uh, and again, Sarah decided to give this a name because there wasn't one in the book. So they put down Warped Reflection, which anyone seeing the reflection or recording live or otherwise of a somber vampire can instantly recognize them for what they are, provided they know what they're looking for. People with no prior knowledge will know something is wrong, but likely attribute the distortion to irregularities in the reflecting surface or recording errors. Note that this will not hide the identity of the vampire with any certainty, and the Sombra are no less likely to be caught on surveillance than any other vampire. In addition, use of modern communication technology, including a simple phone, requires a technology test at difficulty 2 plus Bane severity, as microphones have similar problems with the voice of a Sombra as cameras with their image. Avoiding electronics, vampire detection system is also done at a penalty equal to Bane severity. This comes from Chicago by Night, page 292. I'm sorry. I literally could not figure a way to parse that down any more than what the editing team did. Because I've played games where people are like, I'm going to play a LaSombra and I can sneak past the cameras because I'm a warpy. And I'm like, nah. No, you'll actually probably... Nah, if the security guard is even vaguely looking in that direction, he might actually go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, well, it's also like they're isn't a mechanical reason for you to be identified through the warped image. So, sorry guys. Good luck. <laughs> but yeah, the this this bane comes from the fact that every Lasombra is inextricably tied to the abyss. Your personage, soul, what have you is stuck between this plane and the abyss and uh certain items in the material world are able to detect this. Uh, don't take your Lissomber to the fucking airport. Oh, EVP. Got it. I, uh, flew right before COVID, uh, and there's, like, pretty intense, like, biometric screenings and facial recognition. There's no fucking way. Yeah. You can get anywhere near an airport with a Lissomber and have them not, like, 
key everything off. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Unless, you know, you're a monster. Which is why they like boats so much. Could be a reason why they like boats now. (laughs) They're like, nah, I can't get into airports. They freak out every time I do. Yeah. Though, fun side note, it has been noted in previous canon that Selma Sombra will hire painters to periodically paint portraits of them because they can't see their reflection. That's cute. It's just because they're like, I want to know what the fuck I look like and I haven't looked at myself in like 20 years. Um... Uh, in current timelines, it's not uncommon for La Sombra, as much as they loathe to deal with humans, to have a texting ghoul and a makeup ghoul and a stylist and all that because they can't fucking do it because they can't fucking see themselves in the mirror. <laughs> Remember, folks, if you want to fuck with a La Sombra, just pay the artist to do the picture poorly. Aww. Uh, there was a fun note, uh, in the old book where La Sombra Havens will either have absolutely no reflective anything or it will be all mirrors to fuck with people. I'd say, actually, I, I know I've brought it up before, but the um, intro uh, story in the first clan uh, book, mm-hmm. um, it they're talking, the main character is talking about their sire, and they realize that she almost has, like, an obsession with mirrors, and she will, like, buy any mirror she sees in the city market, Almost as if she's hoping one day she will be able to find a mirror that will show her reflection. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's just like, this kind of really villainous character. And you're like, oh, that's fucking sad. That is super sad. Or, you know, there could be a extra villainous one who's like, I like looking at the fucked up. I like looking at it. I like seeing how fucked I am. Quick question, because I haven't read that one yet. I know Mm. I have the first book. Or I might have, I, I might have a few of those. Is she French? No, I I don't think so. I can't remember. I think most of the ones in that book, uh, they talk about being in France, but I don't remember if the okay, character was, himself is French. I was seeing if they were kind of doing a like inverse of the, the French mirror ghosts. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Though, my favorite uh, note on the mirror thing from the old books that you could bring into your V5 games, because I think this is funny and also terrible, Hiring a Zemitsi to flesh craft a ghoul to look exactly like you is, quote, a breach of good taste and grounds for diablerie. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. La Sombra, hardline, <laughs> anti-self-cessed. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can see that as like a perceived weakness where mm-hmm. it's like that is very uncouth and undignified and a very human thing to want to see your fucking reflection. That's really sad. That? No. That and it's just like... If you're essentially creating um, look clones, like that can be a problem in the long term as well. I mean, I guess depending on how hard you want to masquerade. Yeah. If you have a look clone that's like, yeah, they can go out of the day and go get a Subway sandwich. Like they can't be a vampire. Shit. Imagine like a ghoul that just looks like you and you're like, you're going to go to this day job all day. That's awful. You're in middle management. You're going to be working 18 hours a day for the next... Till you die. I don't know. Since you're a ghoul. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you do good enough, I might take you through the next process, but you have to prove yourself. (laughs) Just constantly that little carrot. Because, you know, they're in middle management, and that's how you do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's the fun of the clan compulsion for La Sombra. It's ruthlessness. They're not nice, first of all. I'm just going to go ahead and... If yeah. you guys haven't picked that up, this quote's going to kind of <laughs> sum it up for you. Mm-hmm. The Lasombra. To the Lasombra, failure is not an option. Their blood will urge them to any act conceivable to reach their goals. 
whether in the moment or in Byzantine plots lasting centuries. Uh, any setback is felt profoundly, and they will quickly escalate to the most ruthless methods until they achieve their aims. The next time the vampire fails any action, they receive a two-dice penalty to any and all rolls until a future attempt at the same action succeeds. Note that the above penalty applies to future attempts at triggering the action as well. So it gets harder for them to accomplish their goals, but they become obsessed with it. Yeah, and that's fucked, because, mm. you know... Uh, those are the clan compulsions where it's like, oh, you take negatives to the dice pool unless you're going to achieve the goal that you're going for. This one, they're just like, nah, get fucked. Yeah. That's a lot of the Sombra. It's like, oh, you want to do this? Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to be like a cool, edgy badass that like hangs out in the shadows and you're wearing like Catholic adjacent things and you're being all cool? Get fucked. Are, are the Lasombra just the clan that, like, tapes a $100 bill to a fishing line? Yeah. It was like, mm -hmm. you want it? Nope. You want it? Nope. Uh, oh, you got it? Nope. Sorry, bud. Get yeah. better. Oh, you got it? There's a hook with barbs in it. I'm ripping that <laughs> chunk of your hand out. Right. Yeah. Ooh, thanks and, for the snack. Like, and the Ridlessness, given the conjunction of uh, their ties in with institutionalized religion, I find to be also just, like, act. Because canonically in uh, Vampire, they've couched themselves particularly in Catholicism, but they'll put themselves in any religion as a tool. Not so much like, a, oh, we believe in these things. And it's like, no, no, this is a quick and dirty way to get what we fucking want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because they're technically tied in with the divine, they can kind of lean into that for manipulation purposes. And I'm just like, having the clan bane of ruthlessness in mind of... Uh, uh, being in the Americas and whatnot. It's just like a, oh, mm -hmm. oh no. Oof. Also, it might not be effective, but that's a good concept for a Lasombra organivore. What? Just hmm? the $100 bill. Oh. It's <laughs> be like, ah, I got a chunk of your hand. Oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. oh no. Oh, look at me. As I said, he might not be effective, but it's a way to do it. Yeah. So that's our, our vibe chap on the Lasombra. How are we all feeling about that? Are we... Man, I don't have enough, like... Are we going to do the ideas? Yeah, that's part of what this okay, is. Okay, yeah, I was checking. Okay, I, I don't know if I have enough, like, darkly tinted sunglasses and long black trench coats for this anymore, guys. Well, or if you don't, none of fedoras. us do. <laughs> they don't wear fedoras. I mean, again... If anybody's wearing fedoras, it's the fucking Tremere. Come on. Oof. No. I want to argue, but no. I can't. I feel like the difference to me just looks like the difference between Ventru and La Sombra are just like Ventru, Ben Shapiro now, La Sombra, Ben Shapiro when he was a teenager with a katana and a fedora. Nah. I say if we're going fedoras, obviously it's the Giovanni. There you go. There, there you go. it is. But they'd have a real fedora, not a trilby. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we joke about them being like edgelords, but it is kind of vampire and they're all everything is kind of an edgelord unless you make it otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think I said it earlier, but a big thing is a lot of their history and lore is tied to the Sabbat. So in, unless you're playing a Sabbat La Sombra, they're going to be a little bit different than this. Like they're, they're going to be the people who are like, you know what, fuck that. I don't like any of that. I'm going to go over here and do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to go off with like the Anarchs. Or they're the kind who 
they may be ruthless, but they're like, maybe I, you know, maybe we should need each other. Or I, so I think most people playing are probably going to be stepping away from a lot of this as well. And they can bring, you can always bring those elements into your character, but if you're playing a Lissombra in a, an art game or a cam game, you're obviously, you know, a lot of what we talked about is specific to the Sabbat, which in many ways is viewed as the villain. So yeah, well, there's because of the uh, Lissombra switch into the Camarilla, I think you get a lot of really interesting things out of that. Because uh, I've written an NPC in my Chicago game where he was a diehard, like, Sabat, died in the wool, like, Archbishop guy. Went out to the Gehenna Wars and then just went, nope, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. And then came back and is now, like, really hard into the cam now. And he's kind of taking that same uh, ambitious and, like, religious kind of bent to things and is now bringing it to a Camarilla city and just being like, okay, how far can I climb? Like... I don't want to die. I've worked this fucking hard and this fucking long to get where I am. And, uh, oh, you guys gave me baby steps to fucking stomp on all of you. Neat. You made this easy. Thank you. Well, I can also see a level of symbiosis happening in the long term between Ventru and Lissombra because v- Ventru like to be the king and Lissombra openly like to be the king's advisor types. Mm-hmm. Like... There's a difference between like the king and the king's strategist. And I think having those, you know, which may be a Toreador in your city. And all of a sudden you have like these powerful Lissombra like angling for these parts. That's going to shake up a city mm-hmm. and not in a direct way, but just like little political like things being set into motion is can right. really sh- be a strong backbone to like a cam game. Well, I'm so sorry, James. Are you saying... That George W. Bush is a Ventru and Dick Cheney is La Sombra? Yeah, basically. He shot a man in the face and went, apologize to me. <laughs> and he did. And yeah, on he the did. news. He did. Okay. Uh, now, not actually like shitting on them or calling them edgelords. In all honesty, I believe like playing a La Sombra should be a very like, it is a morality thing. This is, this is a character you play if you want to get into the minutia of like, how are, how willing how far are you willing to go what are you going to do where is this character going to go is there a line like if you want to really explore like what it means to be a monster in vampire this is a good clan to go with because they are just like we're going to push that limit and mm-hmm. where are you as a player players the player that's playing it and the ST willing to like go with if you're going to explore those concepts and really dig deep into some gritty gritty things Lasombra's pretty good for that like you're gonna go hard into that yeah and i think maybe a moment of clarity even though we already did well like three hours talking about venture but these two are kind of a counterbalance to each other. Mm-hmm. So going from like Ventru, who I think a theme that I'm starting to see pull out more is like more the price of power. Um, and like, yes, you're climbing and growing more powerful, but because of that, you're seeing more power exerted on you by even more powerful people that you are now moving closer to. Whereas uh, La Sombra is more, what will you do for that power? Whereas Ventru is more like, how does that a power affect me in the world? Of, how do I affect the world around with it? La Sombra is more like, what will I do for that? What does it take to gain that? Yeah, the difference between what are you willing... Uh, 
Well, what is the price of power, Ventru? And what are you willing to pay for power, La Sombra? Yeah, and there's some uh, interesting uh, cosmic horror things you can get into with La Sombra that I don't see come up as often, and I really would like it because it's like, yeah, you're traveling into the shadow realm. <laughs> like you are using the power of and interacting with uh, something that is far vaster and than anything you are going to be able to comprehend as a vampire, let alone a mortal. Mm-hmm. Like the, the abyss is like pretty much instantly death for most alive people. And there are La Sombra who just chill there and live there. And sometimes just to be a dick, they'll throw a vampire in there. And then you're just like, well, I hope they don't come back. And, you know, what if you in your studies of the abyss and oblivion realize that it starts talking to you and offering you things? Yeah, there's actually uh, one of the Sabbat oblivion powers that does that, where I believe it says if you do, because uh, it's literally you grab a motherfucker with the shadows, yank them down through the oblivion, and then bring them to you. I think, if I recall the rules, if you do it to a mortal, they're pretty much just dead. If yeah, you do it have to a, a chance to survive. Yeah, like they're yeah very minute. Like it doesn't either a shitload of damage or it's a really hard test. Mm-hmm. And like when you do it to a vampire, not only are you bringing them to you, I believe it does like a shitload of damage too. Like yeah, real fucked up. So if you want to get into parts of the game where you're going to be fucking with characters' willpower more than their physicality, delving into like hey. So yeah, you being a badass and like controlling the room and da 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 like that 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 that's a hand wave for you. Like you can do you got that. Like you've secured that bag, honey. But there's this thing inside of you that makes you want to like walk into the ocean and you know go see things beyond others. And because of that, it's kind of like you know uh, shell shock and like soldiers that have gone to war and now they come back and their perspectives are just completely different from everybody around them. It's like how do you parse? being in a city and dealing with people and petty politics when you've been like changed in such a fundamental way. I mean, I think that that's uh, a cool, I mean, expanding on that, I think even like, how do you deal with other vampires when you know for a fact that, you know, the abyss exists, you know, it lives inside you. Exactly. You know, there might be other vampires that are like, yeah, well, some do spooky shit, but like, so do Tremere. You know, they're just doing magic. So that's probably just magic that the Lissambra are doing. But the Lissambra's like, no, homie, no, it's not. It's <laughs> that's very a different. thing back there behind me. You know, I think that that's kind of, that's kind of a cool idea to... Yeah. Uh, again, it's almost one of those... When someone comes back from, like, uh, an alien abduction, mm-hmm. how do you continue to live in the world when you're like, I've seen aliens, man! I know what I saw! You know? Sky's on fire. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. I will say, as soon as Sarah said, go into the water, my brain's MP3 file spun up Mermaider. Yes. Mermaider, Mermaider, Mermaider. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of, it was coming, I believe it was coming out along the same time, but I don't know if any of you guys are a fan of the comic book, The Darkness. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I think, I mean, he's borderline a La Sombra character anyway, with like the demon tentacles coming out of the shadows and stuff, but... That is something you could, as an ST, or request as a player, you know, like, just to go back to that counterbalance of all the clans we've gone over so far, the one, the Ventru, it's kind of like a personal goal, and you feel a right to this power, you know, like, you're an heir, or you're owed this, or, whereas, like... Does the power feel like it has a right to you? 
Maybe, kind of, but what I was going to say is uh, even more to lean into that ruthlessness and, um, you know, you have this oblivion behind you that might be talking to you, and it's almost like this demon on your shoulder saying, do it, go a little further, take a little bit more, Mm -hmm. like this push behind you, this other world entity, this urge that's like, you don't have to keep him alive, or, you, you know... Why don't, why isn't that your car? Just, yeah, just drop him, he's dead weight. Like, what's the matter? It's just one human. Oh, yeah, it's just the call to the void, but. Ennui. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a demon on your shoulder. It's just like a cigarette smoking stereotypical Frenchman that's just like, (laughs) no, jump off. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Her life sucks anyways. Why don't you just push her off the ledge? It will give her freedom. Um, This guy won't shut up in the car. You know, if you drive it into the pylon, you can walk out. (laughs) <laughs> he won't it will be a terrible accident no You're one like, will blame fuck! you i like I, I thought of the idea just now of like almost comparing or having alessandra that almost compares it to like someone who wears a gun on their hip mm-hmm. where it's like i have power and i'm showing it off that could be how they look at the oblivion too they mm-hmm. may not really care that it might one day eat them but it's one of those like no, I'm more powerful than you because look what I have. Right. You know. Oh yeah, that that, that will feed into the, like the just arrogance that a lot of the somber will have, where they're just like, no, 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 I can wield this. I can make it do things. Right. Oh. Well, this little bitch baby here. <laughs> so, does anyone else have any other final thoughts? I know we're going into history next week, and then we'll have a little bonus after that. Yeah, but yeah, next week is history, and then things specific in V5 to look out for for La Sombra that are neat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, big name Big, big NPCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the who, the what, the when, the where's, the why's, the how's. Yeah. Oh, strap in for next week, guys. It's going to get rough. I think the one thing I'm going to say that um, it might just be, you might be just cut this, I don't know. But uh, I personally like the idea of, remember, you can always flavor your Oblivion powers to mm-hmm. kind of what you want. It doesn't have to be like shadow tentacles. You know, you can have it, I I don't know, have a face Mm -hmm. or Or be like shattered glass or yeah, or shattered glass or like, um, you know, it it may have weird sound sometimes. You know, I think uh, Gideon, when he used his, the, the area had like this weird feeling of like sea. Yeah. I, anytime he used his ability, I tried to like, give everybody the description that just the air around you just kind of felt like cold morning like everything's just damper and like a little briny for some fucking reason yeah yeah because i definitely would be way more afraid of somebody using any of their powers if it just started like advancing and sounding like cracking ice and or shattering glass just like Oh, you like, want no? Oh, SGs, yeah. if you want a scary moment, go onto YouTube and find audio recordings of like sh- like glacial sheet ice like shifting, and just have that ready on deck and just crank it really low and then just play it when La Sombras are doing shit in your game, just enough for the players to barely pick it up. That's mm-hmm. just like That's a uh, oh, an infrasound mm-hmm. moment. Oh, yeah, no. I watched this. Maybe I already brought this up in an episode. Sorry if I did. Cut it if I did. Um. I watched this video of two like redneck dudes Mm -hmm. carrying this giant piece of flat concrete Mm -hmm. up this big hill to a um, a train bridge over this giant frozen lake. Uh. Threw it over the edge, and when it hit the lake, it broke through. But then it was started. It was just like 
and it sounded like like hundreds of monsters just screaming. And they were like, oh, yeah. I mean, but you know, they were doing it for the male cool. audience. I mean, yeah, it was cool as shit, but it was also like, oh, my God, they woke something up. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's really cool. But none of you have like horror trauma to be like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, no, I need to run. Yeah. All you got to do is look up the hashtag. This one's for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Throw it on the ground. Throw it on the ground. Oh, yeah, just watching men just screaming like, yes, yes, and then just ooks. <laughs> but I mean, you know, breaking things are satisfying. It is so fun. It's a good time. Uh, thank oh. you, Paralyzed, for the music, I guess. Bruce is showing. Yeah. What? Fuck you. Tear it down! <laughs> uh, we are planning on recalibrating the clan poll soon, yes? Yeah, we've had a couple sitting on there hanging out. Um so I think we're going to run a new poll and completely refresh the list. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two clans that we've been doing some extra bonus work for. Um, Don't say them yet. I'm Don't not going to say them, the but um, I might throw one of those on the poll and then have the fans pick the other two. Um, yeah. Just so, because I do, I think before we do any of the special sauce we've talked about, we need to go over the basics for you guys. So yeah, um, but yeah, we're gonna have refresh the poll. We're gonna pick like the top two or three, and then throw them back into the death battle of Twitter. Hell yeah! yeah. Blood sports, blood sports, blood sports for fun. Rawr. I wonder who's gonna be default Mountain Dew and who's gonna be Baja Blast this time. I love fucking with y'all. You think we can get Jean Claude Van Damme to participate? Maybe you know blood sport. I don't know. Maybe tag him. All right. Hashtag Jean Claude Van Damme. Who Welcome do you to think the va- should be the newest vampire fighter. <laughs> Welcome to the family. It's so stupid. But I yeah. would lose my mind if somebody edited Jean Claude Van Damme yes. doing the splits between the two clans. Just oh like, god! Oh. But yeah, so thanks, patrons, for chucking us some money to do this dumb shit. It's a good time. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, we're uh, appeasing our our new elder gods. Money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Syndicate, for keeping me living. Yeah. If you want to chat with us, uh, keep an eye for the new clan poll. It'll be out on the Twitter at Blank Bodies. We also exist on the Instagram at Blank Bodies Powered. We have a Discord with a cool community that share things and do games and art shit and share cool pets. It's true. Pets and memes and games. and Sometimes we show up. (laughs) We do. We play play video games on there. Yeah. You guys do. I don't have time. I just periodically pop on and go, okay, so this dumb shit's happening in class. I need somebody else to acknowledge this is also dumb. We've at least got one role-playing <laughs> game running, Deadlands. Yeah. yeah, there's a Deadlands game. There was an Aliens game that I he think got, just wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, he got finished with that. Like, we, we did the thing and... <laughs> I mean, I ran some vampire stuff. I think there's some people talking about starting another vampire game. Um, I've got a little project I'm working on that I'll probably end up doing some playtesting. Hmm. Um, and I think somebody was talking about potentially doing like a G.I. Joe thing. Yeah, so if you wanna you wanna come hang out, ask questions, uh, share any of the projects you're doing in our community promo thing, because we're yeah, happy to have other stream folks and podcasts do stuff. Yeah, because community is rad. It's the truth. It is true. Everything's on fire. We only have each other. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> I love community. God fucking damn it. And Who's we're that? looking for another member for the podcast. No! We can't throw him out after that. I've said dumber shit. Throw the whole ass man away. <laughs> I, I own the equipment. That's true. He does. All right. And uh, exit. I gotta, I gotta go write the next episode. So goodbye. Bye.
Goodbye. See you later, boys. How are you going to do a dark kiss? <laughs> end it. End it now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>